You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias, punters, dribblers. We are also brought to you courtesy of the Diamantina Podcast Network. Joining me for another week, for the second time this week for you punters and dribblers, you lucky motherfuckers, is me old mate, Eddie Simpson. Hello, punters. Hello, dribblers. Tom. Great to have you back, Ed. Pleasure to be here. Great to be back. First off, off the top, thank you very much to the throbber, Nick Phipps, for coming on the show Monday. Hell of a throbber. Real throbber. Good style of a bloke. Great style of a bloke. Just really down to earth. Um, someone you can sit there, Tom, and get really stuck into a yarn with. Exactly. Which is sort of what I'm looking for in a bloke. That's what I'm looking for in a bloke. Hit high on yarns. High on yarn. Yeah. Yeah. Like a high-fiber diet, but it's rich in yarns. Rich in yarns. Good Which for, is good for the soul. Good for the gut health as well, yeah. And the soul. Absolutely the soul, but I believe there is some sort good of ingredient bowels. in yarns that is good for the gut biome, Eddie. Which as, is in, as in bowel movements? Bowel movements, gut bacteria, flora, skin, all that shit. Skin health. Look into it yourself. Okay. Deal. Um, look, uh, I'm just going to play a little bit of audio for the punter and the dribbler that's going to sort of set the scene for... What this week's podcast is going to be. Now, you may or may not remember that we were, uh, we joined the Batuta Advocate on their podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about NRL scandals, to which Eddie was asked by Clancy, I believe, whether we thought that the scandals were done for, for the offseason and whether we were just now gearing up for the footy. Now, I'm just going to hopefully play this into the microphone and have it work. We will soon realise if it does or if it doesn't work. But just have a little listen here, punters and dribblers. If you're down to the very last dollar, you put it on there being another scandal before this off-season is out. Because that is money for jam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I hope, punters, dribblers, that you took my advice. That money was jam. Uh, But we're going to get into it. We have to talk about it. So... That's what we're going to touch on. Not to mention, we've also got to talk about the new NRL finals structure that's uh, been mooted. The statue of David, that's right, David Beckham is getting a statue. The global rugby tournament fiasco where they're trying to leave out the Pacific Islanders who seem to be the most ubiquitous rugby player in the world, but for some reason their nations are going to be left out of the tournament. We've got to touch on that. And also uh, celebrate a good friend of ours, Roger Federer. Can't wait to do it. Let's get into it. Let's rip in. Okay, let's get straight into it. News of the day. News of the day. Tyron, news of the week. News of the week. Tyron May has just been arrested and I believe charged with uh, filming women while having sex with them and without their knowledge and then disseminating the footage without their consent. Um, you know, obviously, really grubby, murky, dodgy shit. I mean, that is what it is. He turned himself into police. He was involved in the videos that were released. Don't want to go into too much. Uh, look, uh, we have seen the videos. We, we've seen them. We're not going to touch on the videos content. No. Uh, as always on this show, we encourage Dior. Do your own research. Not going to talk on them. Just because of the graphic nature of the videos, they're really fucking grubby. Yeah. Really, really grubby. Out of all the videos that we've seen over the summer and all the things that have happened, obviously we've heard about things that are gross. We've seen some things that are, you know, maybe gross but kind of funny. These ones were like, there was real, there was real disrespect of two women. Of the, two of the four, real, really bad. Really, really low shit. Now, if you're into f- filming 
you and your mates fuck chicks uh, in some really debaucherous ways and then share it with all your mates. Like, if, you, if you've seen those videos and you think they're funny in any way or like, oh, yeah, I can see how that is, like, you're a piece of shit. Just so you know, you're a piece of shit and you have a problem. Societally speaking, you have a problem and you should probably, you know, yeah, sort that out. Yeah, your morals aren't properly aligned. No. And your respect for women certainly isn't. No. Now, now that that's out of the way. Yes. Which it is. It's out. Tyrone's been arrested. Tyrone's been arrested. And things at the foot of the mountains, Tom, have quickly gone from peaceful Nice, tranquil. Could we, could we use the word tranquil? I we, mean, Penrith, not the most tranquil place, historically. No. But, I mean, if it's not too hot and it's not too cold, maybe you've got a nice breeze it blowing. It can be it Goldilocks Zone-esque. Yes, 100%. And I feel like that's where they were at. They were, they, they had, look, it was all good Certainly news stories. They'd it had was all good news Ivan's stories. Ivan's come back, father and son. Reunited. Ivan, you know, a new throbber. On the scene. It was a family club all of a sudden. Or Nathan, rather, a new throbber on the scene. Yeah. Um, you know, people throwing the, the Panthers into potential top four scenarios. You yeah. know, things were looking up. Crowd numbers not too bad. Um, things were looking good for the Penrith Panthers. But, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, well, I didn't mention it, it was replayed via Tom's phone. We knew there was another scandal coming. There could be so many. That's the thing. And and that's why I think, actually, if we can touch on as well, because this happened in the last week, was the NRL's new rules around, like, suspending players and shit. There could be many more videos to come out. And anything that is an offence below 12, 11 years in prison is at the discretion of the NRL and CEO, Todd, Green, Todd Lee Greenberg, to as, as long suspend as, them if he wants. If women and children are involved. Yes, but I'm sure Todd can still probably just fucking... Todd Lee does what he wants. Todd Lee does what he Given wants. Given he's the CEO. He's the CEO. But I... A lot of people are going innocent until proven guilty. Shouldn't be doing this, shouldn't be that. Such is the weight of off-season scandals and such has been the grubbery of it that I'm... And especially with these new videos, I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm... And I mean, I'm over it in the sense of... Obviously, I'm still going to watch rugby league, but like, it's just... It's too much now. Well, they had to. Act. They had to do. They it. had to they do something. You couldn't sit on their hands and knees and just go, you know what? Fuck it. We'll let the courts decide. Because let's use the DeBellin case now. Obviously, DeBellin may be proved innocent by the courts. Yes. Okay. He may also be proven guilty. If he was to play another year or two and then be proven guilty, that would be the worst fucking look yeah. for the NRL. So now they've gone. You know what? If if there's a if there's a max sentence of eleven years or more, our hands are tied. Sorry, brah, you fucking stood down. Full pay, still trained. Yeah, but you're not getting any game time because you may potentially be a rapist. Yes. Now, obviously, it's not ideal if you're innocent, is it? No. But that's the least of your problems if you're having this accusation. Yeah, yeah. It's this like, is the least of your worries. You bro. need to get this shit. Sorted. No, no, no. Because what you're up, what you're up for is fucking serious. Yes. This isn't like this isn't. You know, walking, driving suspension. This isn't walking the park stuff, bro. This no. is this is jail time for more than a decade stuff. Yes. So your your hands are full. More than the length of your career potentially is in the big house. Let's sort that out. If innocent, let's get that cleared up, mm. and then you get back to playing. Yeah. Then with Dylan Walker, obviously at the discretion of Toddley, Toddley made the call to stand Ten, down. Yeah. Dylan, not big, mad at that. Bit, but look, you know. As a Manly fan, it's annoying we won't have a talent such as Dylan on the field, but you are 
up for some pretty fucking serious shit as well. Yeah. Now, again, that's for the courts to decide, but such has been the horrific fucking spanking of the NRL's public image. They had to do something. They They had to. Because they are getting spanked so ferociously, Tom. (laughs) So outrageously have they been spanked that they had to. They must have. Absolutely. They had to. Had to. And Peter, Peter and Toddley... Peter Beatty, this is, yeah, and yeah. totally. They don't like spanking. No one likes to be spanked. Not publicly. Not publicly. And and well, look, if you're getting uh, a spanking you didn't want, you gotta you gotta do something to prevent further spanking. Correct. Because otherwise you'll get spanked into obscurity almost. The thing is, when people go, mate, I've been a rugby league fan for ten years, or like my entire life. Yeah. And I'm thinking about not supporting the game anymore because of all this shit that's going on. I call bullshit on that because I think that if you like rugby league, I can also compartmentalize the disgusting behavior of a certain fucking couple of pieces of shit and enjoy God's winter sport, right? Yeah. So for, for me, I'm like, I don't believe, I don't buy that. I feel like that's just a bit of sort of virtue signaling from some rugby league no, fans. No, no, no. But it, it's more the, the, but the peripheral rugby league fans, no, the but mothers it's the with the kids. Fans, yeah, the- but, but like it would have, if you, if, you didn't, if you don't get on top of this shit, then I think they've proven in this offseason that the league is capable of going completely and utterly mad. Yes. And they will take, you know, the law, as it were, into their own hands. Certainly an element of the league, a certain, a certain a, rogue a faction, element. A faction of the, of the yeah, league. Yes. And you know the faction the of faction which we of speak. The faction regu- of the league population. You know the faction of which we speak. I think they have the potential to do irreversible damage long-term if they aren't wrangled and muzzled now. Yes. Because, you know, your peripheral fans, you know, mothers are like, well, you're not playing fucking rugby league, mate. Exactly. Which has an effect on talent down the path. I mean, like, I'm not going to go into how that links together because you should just know. You should get what I mean. Yeah. We don't need to to, uh, spoon feed the punter and the dribbler as much as we probably do. But, like, could you also imagine the leagueies that are just decent human beings, right? Of which it is the majority. But how it would almost be very tough for them to, oh, so what do you do when you're meeting some, so, oh, I play rugby league. It's like, uh Well, Josh, right. Josh Mansour was very troubled by it. He spoke very well. I'd say I already liked Josh Mansour, but when you heard him speak uh, the other day, just talking about it, and he sort of said, he's like, look, I don't have anything to worry about because I'm not one of the rogue element here, but. It, I know there are players out there that do, and I would be very worried. What happened to lovemaking, Tom? What happened to passionate lovemaking? Where did lovemaking go? I, I want to know. I'm trying to keep it alive. <laughs> I know you are. I hope the punter and the dribbler is, because I feel like lovemaking is... Where's it gone? Because it, it could be what saves this game. Uh, passionate, one-on-one lovemaking. Where's missionary? Where's... Just run at the mill, gentle, put a candle on, light some fucking candle, yeah. play some music. Beautiful. Maybe have a shower, maybe have a bath to get the energy going. Maybe Mate, a massage, you know some what, oils, Tom. It's not always just, it's a bit of foreplay, you yes. know what I mean? A bit of romance. Romance. Pedals. Pedals. Maybe Dinner. A meal. Maybe some wine. Maybe some oysters. Get the aphrodisiacs yes. going. It's all. That's not all about pumping and spanking and kicking and no. spitting. It, that's, that's forget just, that shit. No, that's, it's never about that, really. <laughs> Maybe they bring a sex therapist into fucking... And I'm only slightly joking here, but like... The, boys, this is how you make love. This is how you make love. And maybe what they bring us into the club. D- you're doing it all wrong. Oh, you're failing the class. Have the Hello Sport lovemaking 101. Yeah. If we're given the lessons, which we should, you get naps. Obviously, we have had this pipe-laying award that's been bestowed upon us. 
from Ironside, the Alex Ironside Memorial Big Puppy Pipe Layer of the Week trophy. Forgive my phone for going off. Um, but it feels wrong to actually award that. Um, to award that with with all the, the 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 nature of the pipe that's been laid has been very grubby. It's been very fucking. It's been, been grubby pipe. It's actually been disgusting. It's been fucking gross. But it's not to say we're not going to award it at all because we have had a picture sent into us from our good friend, friend of the show, Max Downs, who is legitimately actually laying pipe in a field, and I think that that is. The in the in the absence of, you know, what what the punter and the dribbler may, you know, what we've historically ascribed as fucking legitimate pipe laying. Yes. In the absence of that, reputable the, pipe. Yeah, reputable pipe laying in the sporting world. Yes. In the absence of that, this week, perhaps we do go to a friend of the show. Yep. A loyal listener, yep. a loyal punter, and a loyal dribbler, mm-hmm. and a man who is legitimately laying pipe as we speak. That's correct. So, Max Downs, congratulations. You are actually the first winner of the Alex Ironside Memorial Trophy Big Puppy Pipe Layer of the Week Award. So, congratulations to you. I'll accept it in your honor. We've got it in the studio with us now. Uh, no, you do not get to hold it unless you come into the studio. You never get to hold it. You never get your name on it. And it is literally no longer yours as of, what, uh, 7.30 Sunday? So while all the uh, scandal has been sort of fucking taking all the headlines, yeah. the NRL, Tom, has tried okay, yeah. to introduce... Now, look, I don't know if, if they've been uh, ratified... But they've definitely been floated as rule changes. Now, the changes I'm talking about specifically relate to the final setup. Yes. So as it stands right now for the... For the punter and the dribbler who has literally been living under a rock for the for the you know all their years. Yes, it's metaphorical or otherwise. Yes, although you did say literal at the start, so yeah, a literal metaphorical rock. Gotcha. gotcha. It's it could either be a literal one or a metaphorical, or a metaphorical one. Yeah. Okay, now good. <laughs> uh, the top eight teams get into the finals. Yeah, one plays four, two versus three, five versus eight, seven versus six. Okay, now under this proposed change, Tom. The top six teams would get a first week off. They'd get one week off mm-hmm. to to rest tired bodies and limbs. Yes, think think AFL's week off, but to but only the top six get it. Yes, right? and in the first week of the finals, you've got seven play ten and eight versus nine. Yes, the idea being punters and dribblers is that, and I've got some statistics here just for you playing along at home. Well, you are the stats man. There were 46 dead rubbers this season. So at the back half of the year, there was 46 games that meant absolutely fuck all to where a team finished. Okay? Yep. Now, that then equals less attendance, less narrative, less yarn, less less interest, less excitement, less all of the above, right? Yep. So they want to bring this in to fucking keep people, you know, absolutely frothing. Can my team make the 10? Yeah. Am I a shot at going all the way? Absolutely not. But still creates a bit of excitement. And we've talked about this before. If you want to put bums on seats, if you want to create inches, if you want to create drama, Tom, there has to be a fucking narrative. Correct. It's as simple as that. That's why Super Rugby sucks, because there's no narrative. Yeah. Now, what, what is... What- so, on that note, what do you think? 
Are you into it? Are you are you anti it? I initially, when I heard it, I was just a bit like, okay. And I was listening to both sides. And uh, obviously, I was listening to an NRL 360 on Fox last night. Firstly, it's back. Thank God. It's so nice to have Thank a bit of heavens. rugby league. Now, obviously, they were talking a little scandal, but when they were just talking straight up genuine rugby league, yeah. the erection was insatiable on the man, on myself being the man. Yeah. As I wash dishes with the heart on, watching an NRL 360. That's not the point. Uh, and I heard Buzz explain. Buzz Rothfield, friend of the show, what the thing was. And it was like, okay, yeah, that sounds interesting. And then Paul Kent was like, well, he thought it was shithouse, right? Well, because he didn't... He, he didn't. His argument was that if you have... Let's say the competition of a year is very one-sided and the top eight are streaks ahead of the bottom eight in terms of points, games won. Then the teams that come... The teams that come seven and eight, uh, seventh and eight... Are they are far more disadvantaged that they've then got to play these teams that come ninth and 10th and have won fuck all. And this, and saying his, his thought process was that it would uh, reward mediocrity. Now, maybe that'll happen sometimes, right? Maybe it will. But if you, if you come 7th or 8th and you do it in a far greater amount, like with a far greater winning percentage than ninth and 10th of a season, then you should be able to beat the fuck out of them. You should be able to beat ninth and 10th. But what I also like, right... So firstly, 7th and 8th, you should beat ninth and 10th. And really, not only does it keep 9th and 10th alive, it keeps 11th and 12th alive. alive. Because you're battling now to just try and get to 9 and 10. Exactly, which gives the whole competition more fucking depth panache. almost. Depth. almost like depth now, of opportunity. Look, you, c- you could argue that it encourages mediocrity. Sure, that's Kenty saying that. I would, su- I would say to Kenty this, of which point I think he made. No team has won the comp outside of the top four in the NRL era, right? So if you haven't t- finished in the top four, you're not going to fucking win anyway. So, you know, why not create some drama and some element of excitement further down the field? But you then know? you're also... But, it, it, but it's also like you're not really rewarding mediocrity then, are you? Because it's still... The, the, no, the exactly. supreme teams are still winning it. Exactly. And also... You're not rewarding it, shit. Well, how are they rewarded? Doesn't it also mean, though... So let's say it's 7th and 8th, ninth and 10th. They've got to play uh, the first round of the finals, essentially. Um, is uh, The first round of the finals is is 7th, 1st, 10th, 8th, 1st, yes, right. So you're not rewarding me, Rocco. You're rewarding success. But because let's if say, you finish in the top six, you're rewarded with a week off. Correct. But also, if you are able to win from 10th through to 7th, say, that's an extra game you've actually got to pull out of your ass. Rather than the old method of 7th and 8th, you just have to win four games. If you're, you've got to win four games in a row to to win the grand final, right? Yeah. You yeah. now actually have an extra game you have to win, so it is it's harder. Yes. It's making it more interesting. It's making it more exciting. It's getting rid of dead rubber games, and I can't see much downside to it. We get an extra week of finals football. Love it. Uh fucking who's angry at that? Who's angry at that? Old grumpy boys. You're awarding the top six for being big, big, thick throbbers yep. who've made the top six. Yep. Your boys up top, the tippy top, the four, they still get a week. They can get a week. They Think about this. They could go week off, win, week, week off. off. And if it makes the back half of the, of the season more exciting, I think it's great. Yep. I love narratives. You love narratives. We the all love narratives. Love a narrative. We all love narratives. So unless you're anti-narrative, you'd be into this. Punters, dribblers. 
I'm sure you're enjoying the shit out of this podcast, and that would make sense because it is a great podcast. But just wanted to remind you that we've got a bunch of podcasts in our back catalogue that you may not have heard if you're new to it, if you're new to the show, here for the first time, been recommended by a friend. Obviously, we just dropped the interview with Nick Phipps earlier in the week. Shout out to Nick Phipps. You'll also be able to find classics such as our chat with Anthony Watmau, which went national. It did go national. Drew Mitchell, absolute thrubber, hell of a yarn. Bill Harrigan, greatest referee of all time. Correct. Angus Crichton, young thrubber who doing unbelievable things. That's it. The great cricketer, funniest guys in cricket, or even our mate from the GWS Giants, Dylan Buckley. So if you want to get around some fantastic podcasts, be sure to go through our old back catalogue and check some of this shit out. You, you're not going to be disappointed. Anyway, back to the show. Tom, this came across my desk during the week. Yeah. Now, things tend to come across my desk. Yeah. This was no different. Yep. David Beckham, a friend of the show, obviously. Yes. Uh, David, if you Well, we did the bridge climb with him. That's that right. Beer soon, David. Um, he was, he's been given a statue at the LA Galaxy. Okay, so he played at the LA Galaxy for 98 games. 98 games with the Galaxy. One of the great football teams. He's third most represented side. So Man United, followed by Real Madrid, followed by the Galaxy. Okay, right? yep. He hasn't, got a, he hasn't got a statue at the previous two. Right, where Not he many, won titles and yeah, yeah. all the way. Now, so David's been given a, a, a statue. A statue. Now, is that, now, is, now, in five seasons, he won mm. the MLS twice. Okay. Out of five. Yeah. Which is whatever. Well, it's not bad, I guess. It's okay. 98 games, 18 goals. Now, what I found interesting about the trophy was that it's the first of its kind given out in MLS history. Statue, you mean? Statue. So, it's the first statue of an MLS player. Yes. In the history of yes. America. Yes. <laughs> now, I thought to myself, David surely isn't numero uno in the history of the MLS. Can't be, surely. So, I looked into it. Knowing you... I would have expected you to run your eye over. And it's and it, it uh, apparently there is someone else they could have given it to who also played for the Galaxy, who has been fucking snubbed. Can Can, it, is it the goalie? No. Oh, okay, good. Landon Donovan. Oh, Landon Donovan. Now of of World Cup fame. Yeah. Obviously, you you hear these names at the World Cup. Yeah. And then you quickly forget them. Absolutely, not but, a household name for us, Landon. Now, Landon, two hundred and fifty three games. For LA. Yeah. 112 goals. Again, this is Wikipedia information, which, you know, historically or not always correct. So Dior. But won six MLS. Oh, okay. Six to two. (laughs) uh, Fucking almost three times the game. Gets better. The league's all time top goal scorer. The league's all time top (laughs) assists leader. The MVP trophy of the MLS is named after him. Oh, Jesus Christ. And he's been fucking dudded. <laughs> now, quick question. What's, what sort of... Uh, is Landon a dish or is he, is which he is my, a dish? Which brings me to my next point. Now, obviously, David, a, a world-renowned dish. Snack hot boy. Uh, he'd get he'd get five chef hats if you if you could get that many. Yes. You know Michelin I mean? stars. Michelin stars. Thank you. I mean, let's say the num- the max is three. He gets five, I think. Five he's spuds a, on couch he, potato. He's a fucking dish. He's an absolute dish. But also, is but Landon... So, who's Landon married to? Can we Google that? How, how good looking are Landon's kids? So Landon's okay. Landon's, Landon's no Beckham, but who is? So he's well, already at a disadvantage. Exactly. But I mean, if you're, not, if you're not David Beckham, maybe you need to do more than that. 
Which he has. Landon Donovan's wife. Could you get a more American name than Landon? I don't no. think so. Now, if he doesn't, if he's single, that also is a problem. Sorry, Landon. You two are not a good-looking couple. I mean, let's be let's be real here. Landon certainly has a hairline that's running away from his eyebrows. Ms. Donovan is a beautiful young lady, Eddie. Bianca Kalchich, she's an American actress. Who? Who? Acts in nothing, it would seem. Actress in name only. Look, I think you've been a little harsh. Well, what's she in, Eddie? No, no, I'm saying looks-wise. Yeah, no, I'm, she's like a pretty... Like, obviously, he's... he's, he's she's a pretty for, woman. Yeah. She's not posh spies. No. Uh, was she in the number one girl band of all time? Did she start girl power? Huh? Spice up your life? Is she responsible for that, Eddie? No, she's not. And she's an making, actress on what, Eddie? You're making phenomenal points. What's she acting on? Well, I don't know. We'll get her IMDb up. Okay, we'll go through. What are we doing here? This is, we're trying to work out if this statue's warranted or not. And at this, from where I'm looking, Eddie, Landon's fucking uh, accomplishments don't stack up right now. Okay. 10 things I hate about you. Okay, as what? As the, the coffee girl. I'm, I remember her in that. Yeah, what else? This is the Disco Boys. Famous. Not sure what that means. One of the great films. Bring It On. Great film. Yeah, what was she in Bring It On? Carver. Can't remember who Carver is. Nope, can But in there. Okay. Halloween Resurrection. Yep. 30 Minutes or Less, she played Juicy. Hard Love, Caddy. Dark Was the Night, she played uh, Susan Shields. Oh, Critical she's, she's racking up some credits. And Drift, a short film, she was Samantha. Now, okay. let's go to her TV work. Because she, I mean, Dawson's Creek. Ooh. Um, I don't want to wait. Boston Public, Freaks and Geeks. Vanished, Injustice, Vanished, Rules of Engagement, Undateable, oh, Curb Jesus Your Enthusiasm. Christ. Well, look, I mean, in fairness to her, she look, does she, have some I mean, credits. she's had a crack. Hannah Bartell certainly far I'm more not, successful than most actors. You're not... Th- okay, okay, look. We're going to have to... Look, it just got interesting. Okay. Divorce landed in 2010. Ooh. 2010. Yeah. I knew something was up there. Maybe most of her success was before Landon, then during Landon, very little success. Post Landon, I've probably heard her career's taken back off again. Look, sorry, Landon, but you you don't look like Beckham. You haven't played for Man United. Your wife isn't. You don't have a wife. She's certainly not Posh Spice. Uh, don't know what your kids look like. They're probably not as good looking. And you didn't have a movie named after you, bro. So, like, what do you want me to do? You invented bending the ball. I don't think you did, Landon. Did anyone bend it like Landon? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Look, when you put it so succinctly, Tom, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, it's not all about football. It's It's about how... You captured the hearts and the minds of the people. That's, That's what a statue represents. And in a city like LA, it's all about that. Tinseltown? Tinseltown? you got to have tinsel for Tinseltown. Yeah, and can't. Landon's got zero, zero tinsel. <laughs> Beckham is dripping in tinsel. He invented tinsel. The architect of tinsel. Invented tinsel, him and Spice invented tinsel yes. in the early 90s. Yes. Do your own research. They've sort of floated this idea of this rugby world league sort of thing. Now, the the Pacific Nations, the Tier 2 is pissed off. Well, rightfully so. Rightfully Eddie. so. And 
I gotta say, I'm pretty pissed off too. I spit my carver out when I found out that the bloody Pacific Nations. Because you, I mean, you've got a real affinity with the, with the Fijians. Type. Love Fiji, love the Fijians. Spent a lot of time there as a young child. And now it just seems to me like if it's world rugby, you're not really representing the world, are you? But also, so what it what, what it was, I think, uh, punters, dribblers, now absolutely Dior on this because I know just the loose details, but. So it was a world league of 10 teams, I think. Eddie, if, while I'm talking, you want to get those 10 teams up. But they play, over the course of a year, a, a, a world a world test rugby competition without a relegation or promotion system. And it also left out any Pacific Island team. Which, if you know fucking anything about rugby, you know that, whether that's league or union, by the way... That the Pacific Island is, the Pacific Islands are some of the greatest contributing nations to teams around the world. Almost every single team has great Pacific Islander players in mm. them that mm. are all like of Tongan heritage, Maori heritage, Fijian heritage, Samoan heritage, whatever the fuck you want to, whichever island you want to pick. And you look at the Australian team, they're filled with them and they're either, had, you know, they've moved over here or whatever, but to completely freeze out these Pacific Island nations from these huge competitions is going to be terrible for the development of rugby in those countries, which is already rugby in general. And I don't care if, you've, not if you're only freezing them out until you can bring in this promotion relegation system down the path, but I heard 10 years until that's coming. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. That's fucking ludicrous. Now... You got to wrap your hands and your arms around these small nations and give them all the help they they can get, especially you know when I mean? they contribute so many fucking players. Hold them close, nurture them. You know what I mean? It's not all about dollars and cents. We've already got a fucking World Cup. Not if there's no longevity to it. And people are like, oh, but these the the, the friendlies mean nothing. Bullshit. Look at the numbers we got to fucking the Island Series last year when we got absolutely spanked. The last game was a sellout, Tom. Yeah. So you can't tell me that that don't mean shit. That's fucking rubbish. So, well, rugby, just, you know, don't turn your back on. Fix it or fix it or you're getting a lot. Yeah. I will, and let it be known, we'll be, we'll be jamming those fucking things down your throat. Josh Masood vibes. Slit your throat, jam lights down your throat. <laughs> Correct. And then we'll get sacked and we'll be driving ice cream trucks. So if you want that to happen, don't change it. But I'd appreciate it if you did. Eddie, we were talking about this, you and I, during the week. Yeah. Now, obviously, for those that keep a keen eye on numbers and places and you know positions and all that, we don't really, but obviously we're top of the podcast heap. Top of all the bloody charts and everything on iTunes consistently. But we were just going through and we were looking at all the other sort of podcasts, competition, if you will, but I mean, do you just I see them as peers more than anything. But we were looking at all of their, their graphics and their pictures. Now, we love our logo and it will remain with us. The logo is not going anywhere. But because we, I put my heart and my soul into that Eddie logo. Eddie crafted that himself. That one of the very few things he does for this podcast. and Other than the photo every week. <laughs> And providing fucking unbridled yarn that entertains all the punter and all the dribbler. So, back in your box, bruh. <laughs> Got him. So, what we were wondering was, and Eddie, you can help me here in terms of articulating because sometimes I get lost in my words, but we were looking this for way. a graphic designer to maybe try and design a logo for us. Competition of No, sorts. it's not a logo. It's a, no, it's a, sorry, it's it's a, a logo. tile 
to be put as our podcast tile. That's yes. what we're looking for. Yes. We're not looking for a new logo. We've got a logo. Got a logo. Logo's fucking great. Logo's not going anywhere. We're looking for a podcast tile. Now, you might say, why do you need that if you've got the logo? Well, once when you flick through, you know, podcast platforms... I don't think we're selling the podcast as well as maybe we could. From a visual, like an immediate. From a, it's not like it's not like it's not a it's not a it's not a scroll stopper. No, eye catcher. Yeah, it's very it's very professional. It's handsome, but we'd like something that maybe captures the essence of me and Eddie because mm. there's an essence to us that I don't think's translated. And it's not it's not an essence that Tom and I can capture. No, because we don't have any graphic design skills background. or skills. Now. The artistic design, we're happy to leave up to you. Now, we're not necessarily going to keep it, though. But if you do a good one, if you're a graphic design, look, I don't know how many graphic designers listen to us. There may be none. There may be none, at which point we will soon realise because either we get no submissions or they're terrible. <laughs> so, but if you the artistic design up to you. Now, you can go to our Instagram if you want to find pictures of us. At Hello Sport Podcast. I'm sure there's some pictures of us there already, are there? Well, yes, there are. There's some. When we do the when we do the podcast with the sports stars, we usually get a photo. We usually with get them. a photo. So you can, you know, maybe use our caricature get see our face caricatures to try and Yeah, to make caricatures. To make caricatures, you can see our faces, right? So by all means give it a whirl. Now if you do a good one. You best believe you're getting a baggy green. Because we've still got some left. We've got a couple of baggy... We've got three left, I think, Eddie. And we're reserving one for a new podcast tile. Yeah. The best winner. But if we don't like any of them, you don't, you don't get it. You don't it's not get like, one. It's not like you win a baggy green because you're the best of the shittest. No. Nah. We have to use we it. We have to use it. Yeah. And if we don't use it, unfortunately, your work will be in vain. So we'll leave that up to you. We'll leave that up to you. We'll just I think I think the brief is, is crystal clear. We've given a lot of clarity to the brief. Yep. <laughs> but just know it's only for a baggy green at this point with the potential for future work moving forward. And also, if you're going to win that baggy green, again, I mean, it goes without saying that shout out to baggycaps.com, the, the legitest cap makers in all the land. They are the ones that make it all possible. And if you do whip up this podcast tile for us, you will be getting a baggy green courtesy of the good people at baggycaps.com. Just before we go, yes. Um, just wanted to hand out a VB to an old friend. Yep. Just thought I'd throw him one his way mm-hmm. to the great Roger Federer and winning his hundredth ATP title. Because a right. hundred's a fuckload. And you might be like, "Oh, Nick won his fifth the other day." I don't care about Nick. Nick couldn't have been less stoked. Couldn't have cared less. As I think, as Batuta said, he accidentally won it. Yes. So sorry, bro. No beers this time. No. But to Roger, happy hundredth. Enjoy this Victoria. We're, ha- we're very happy, very privileged, Tom and I, to have played a small part in your, in your huge career. Enjoy this beer. Sweet hundred. Sweet man. Can't wait to see you and Mika when we get over to Sweden. Switzerland. We'll be in Switzerland soon. Not Sweden. But no, if you want to go to Sweden, we can meet you there. Well, I thought that's what we were meeting. But obviously, I know he is Swiss. So let's go there first. <laughs> That'll do for this week. <laughs> Be soon, Rog. Uh, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Like, subscribe, five stars on your iTunes, whatever the hell it is. Uh, graphic designers, please reach out. Curtly Beal, please reach out. We're going to be coming at you. We're coming at you, Curtly. Let it be known. We got Angus. We'll get you next. We're getting you, Curtly.
But only if you agree. Obviously, willingly, consensually. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>